Hello everybody, it is Rebecca Vexler here, the founder of Soul Cups, and we are up to episode 11 of our Plastic Free July Sustainable Speaker Series. It's going to be a fun one today. I'm super excited because we get to talk all things kids. We get to talk about online shopping, eco-conscious clothing, and what it means to actually run a business in the kids' space and also be sustainable at the same time. I think the premise of this entire story is that children are our future and we must make better choices as adults, as parents, as consumers in how we start dressing and buying for our, for our children from the very beginning. And it also helps in basically the baseline and the foundation of mindset. If we start young and we start educating young, then hopefully as adults, we begin to make better choices when it comes to basically everything. Consumerism is everything. And I think this wonderful business is a really great foundation and standard of how we should be producing clothes and products and goods for the children in our life. Um, the founders of Tomorrow Kids are some exceptional humans. Um, you might find them a little bit familiar. Maybe you've seen them on TV, but I know them as some very, very beautiful and heartwarming um, people. And I'm so excited to be joined by Matty, one of the founders of Tomorrow Kids, along with his beautiful wife, Sarah. And yeah, we can just dive deep into this incredible conversation. So I'm going to get um, Matty on. I think they're supposed to be joining me from the Tomorrow Kids Instagram. Let me see. It's going to be super fun. I'm excited to talk about kids. It's, it's definitely making me clucky, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Um, hopefully Maddie joins us in a second. I am just going to check that he's coming from the right account. Hold on. And don't be shy guys to get involved and ask questions as we chat. I'm sure there's going to come up with a few, few little requests there. But we seem to be having technical issues. Let me just check in. Hold on. Maddie, you're here, you're here, hold on. Let me see if I can send you a request again. Sometimes if your app isn't up to date, it might not let you, but hold on. We might have to start this again, guys. We're good. Ooh. We did it. <laughs> yes. Jeez, you had me worried there for a second. I had me worried. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the up-to-date version, I promise. I've followed the no, instructions. You are all good. Thank you so much for joining me. I really nice. appreciate it. I know it's a little bit hard to take time out when you've got a little one running around. <laughs> 
I want to apologise that Sarah and Malik aren't here. Well, they are. They're behind me somewhere. But um, given the circumstance now, we we uh, <laughs> we don't have Malik in daycare anymore, so he won't sit still. I, I can assure you for more than two minutes. So I'll be you handling. <laughs> I'm all about it. If he decides to run through, it's all right. It makes him. <laughs> I'm just so happy to, to chat to you because this is such um, such a beautiful story. It's such a wonderful brand. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to share it with as many people as possible because the whole point of this series that I'm running is about being a platform for education and inspiration and you know, just accessing more people with some beautiful stories. And hopefully we can inspire them to make some better choices. So. For those of you that don't know, can you run us through a little bit about your beautiful brand um, and don't skimp on the details and sure. tell us the, um, the acronym as well, because I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks for having me. Um, first and foremost, this is a great opportunity to just talk to someone. We've been in lockdown for how long now? So it's nice just to be talking to someone. That's great. Um, <laughs> So Tomorrow Kids um, was started by my wife, Sarah, and I. Um, the, it's spelt T-M-R-W, which um, is Today Must Right Our Wrongs. And it's about having a bit more of an optimistic future. Um, our kids give us that optimistic future. We, you know, every time I look at my son, I, I pray that, you know, his view on the world is very different to my generation and even more so the generation before mine. Because, you know, the future is in their hands. We, we know that if we keep doing the same thing um, that, we, that our previous generations have, we're not going to have much of a planet left. And um, we wanted it to have that message. We wanted it to be about, you know, um, dressing the kids of the future and um, having an eco-conscious business that my son can be proud of and that um, one day can become his as well. So... Um, that's kind of a little bit of background around the name. What, why did we start it? I think um, eco-conscious businesses like yours, like ours, um, they're, they're, they're growing and people have an interest in them. And I think, I genuinely think the world is starting to gravitate towards a business like ours. And Sarah and I were very conscious of trying to do the right thing where we can. You know, it's not about being perfect, but we, we've always been inclined to support eco-conscious businesses. And as soon as we had our son, we realised that there are so many amazing brands in Australia who were doing it. Um, and they had great clothing. There was no reason for us to be going and looking at the mass-produced stuff because we genuinely just actually loved the style, loved their businesses, that most of them were Aussie. Um, but the one thing we found were that, was quite laborious being time poor parents to go to 50 different boutique websites and yeah. shop with them. And sometimes ease of transaction is enough for someone to go, you know what, I'm just going to go to that big site that's got a hundred different things. I'm just going to order it all from there. I'm a time poor parent. I've got enough problems and that's fair enough. So we, we felt that and we're like, man, that's, you know, we've got 50 great labels bookmarked on our, on our um, browser and we just, it's got to be an easier way. And so we wanted it to, we just wanted to make it easier for parents who are like Sarah and us, who love these Aussie labels, that love these eco-conscious labels, and to go to one place and put them under one roof and make it really easy, pay one shipping cost um, and support those businesses um, in, in the one place. So 
that's really um, as deep as the idea came from. It was, it was our own experience. And like many other parents, you become a parent and it's like the previous 30 or whatever years of your life didn't exist. You just, your mind is blown by all these new things and all these new problems <laughs> that you're having as a parent. So, um, and you know, a lot of businesses are started off the back of becoming a parent and ours was no different. We, we had this light bulb moment with, you know, this needs to be easier. And I think um, e-commerce um, specifically around um, children's clothing and accessories is quite immature in this market. So um, we thought there was an opportunity to um, provide something a little bit better than what existed. Absolutely. I think, I mean, hundred percent agree. Like I think it's an industry that's forgotten about, you know, my, my brother has three kids and obviously being someone personally who's always going to be thinking sustainably and eco, like I'm trying to find things for them as the good auntie, you know, it's <laughs> possible. There's, there's really limited products and brands in a holistic view that are, like you said, providing in one location. Otherwise I have to spend three days and I'm not a parent, but I'm still time poor. Um, you know, and, and as you know, most successful businesses these days are started to solve based on solving a problem, right? And totally. ex exactly what's happened to you too. You, you both, like, I mean, you've literally gone, shit, <laughs> we're parents now. <laughs> Here's 20 million things that I now have to think about that I never had to think about. And, and you've done a marvelous job at, at helping and solve those, those issues. But you've also laid a foundation of the kind of standards we should be meeting when it comes to producing any kind of brand in any industry. And that's that holistic view of, how, you know, how are the products produced? How are they shipped? How are they manufactured? Uh, the materials, everything in between. So, I mean, Maddie, there's so many things we can talk about from how you source and how you design. But what I, what I do want to start with is, just on a personal level, right? You and Sarah have probably gone through such a journey of learning. You know, you're starting to go down this rabbit hole of being more sustainable. So can you give us a little bit of uh, like, what have you learned? Like what's the most glorified sort of experience you've had that has you, you know, you've gone through? And then what is some advice to anyone who's sort of just starting out on that journey? Yeah, I think um, what we've learned is that it's, it, trying to be perfect can be um can be really uh exhausting exhausting yeah and it, <laughs> and it can and it and it can cause procrastination it can cause people to not do anything at all and mm -hmm. so you know our, our biggest advice is don't try to be perfect just try to take small steps um do one thing better and then that becomes two things better and then three things better um you know we we're we were very overwhelmed with the, the industry and learning yeah. um, everything about it and wanting to make sure everything was perfect. Um, and we realized that perfect just didn't exist and that's okay. And we just need to try to be better each week and each month. And as our resources get higher to then increase what we're able to do um, and have a harder stance on some things as well, where we then can invest in. And so, yeah, it's, it's make a start. That's, that's my biggest advice to anyone who wants to get in this space, make a start um, where you can obviously do your research, research and get help. We, um, all our packaging is 100% plastic free. 
And if you look into packaging alone and the minefield that is, if you try to go into that without any knowledge, it's <laughs> yeah. like, whoa. So this is like just, I still don't, if someone was to quiz me on compostable, non-compostable, biodegradable, all the terms that are used in packaging alone, yeah, I, would fail, I would fail miserably. We, we used a business called New Directions. Um, they're in Mar I'm Sydney-based. They're in Marrickville, not far from where we live. Um, they were the experts in that field. We, we lent on them. They consulted with us around how do we get everything from, you know, the little calling cards that we have in there to, to say welcome to the family mm -hmm. to um, the actual uh, mail, mail, mailers and all those sorts of things to be plastic, 100% uh, 100, 100 plastic free. Um, and without, you know, support and others, we wouldn't have been able to do that either because, yeah, it is a minefield. I think that's the key lesson there. It's... Um ask questions curiosity is golden in this aspect it's don't be scared to ask extra for extra information to investigate to research to ask friends you never know what somebody else might guide you on or support you with and i think you've got you you know you've done absolutely marvelously in that space i think it's about as business owners it's about constantly evolving right so you do your best in the moment for what you can afford for what you know and then as soon as you learn more and as soon as you grow as a business you go okay well how can i fix this problem and how can i do this better and what's the next thing and and i think that's the attitude we need to take on not just as business owners but as individuals navigating mm. the world of sustainability because like you said it's deeply overwhelming and more often than not it's a turn off you go screw it i don't want to do anything that's <laughs> you know? right and and it's yeah it's making it manageable right that's right you know a lot of people try to fix a problem and they'll hit a wall and they'll give up and it becomes too much and um you know you can even think about your own business for us we're a retailer so we're relying on our labels to be doing the right thing as well and so then you get them to be doing their packaging in a certain way and That's to meet your your standards but then you know they're getting their clothes from overseas and that that comes on a plane and it's like oh my god that's harmful to the environment as well so like you it's, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning without doing the wrong thing to some degree in someone's eyes. So if we go by that, no one's going to do anything. So I think, you know, you just got to do the best you can and try to do better than what the majority are. Yeah, I think that's perfect. And, and just each day curious, like it, uh, connect to that aspect of curiosity, ask questions, keep growing, keep evolving. And um, I mean, Talk us through the range, right? Talk us through the products you've provided. What is it, you know, give us a little bit of insight so we can really understand this, this beautiful brand that you've created. Yeah, okay. So from a um, range point of view at the moment, we're focusing from zero to four-year-olds. So that includes newborn all the way up to four. Um, we hope to be able to grow that in the coming months and years to, to a um, larger range of kids. But we definitely wanted to focus on that newborn zero to four mm -hmm. time. Like I said, when, when Sarah and I became parents, that those first you know couple of years are just he's growing at our son just grows at such a rapid pace his clothes last three to zero to three months and then you're often buying him more so we really wanted to kind of nail that on the head before we moved into other age groups because we feel like that's when parents are the most time poor but that can i just can i bring awareness to something just like 
that is literally the most pinnacle time. Like, I can't believe I didn't think about this before. And I'm so bloody happy you said something because it's true. It's all single use in, in a way, like unless you're giving it to cousins or friends or someone with a newborn and, and you're sort of upcycling that way. That's amazing too. But you're so right. Like zero to four, like these kids are growing every two seconds. So obviously you need to keep buying. And if we, if you guys can, again, set that standard and produce things that at least are not going to harm the planet or do the best you can at this time, I, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, you know, you go and quiz a, a new parent or a first time parent in the first couple of years of their kid's life and ask them where the, where the environment and the planet sits in terms of the things going through their head. It, realistically it's probably pretty low so to make mm -hmm. it easier for parents at that time to to shop with local businesses that are trying to do the right thing i think um was definitely what we wanted to nail on the head first um mm -hmm. and then within that we we um we have a lot of um gender neutral sort of items we do have boys and girls but we've got a lot of stuff that can work with both we don't have a huge amount of pinks and blues we do have pink and blue but it's not all about boys wear blue dinosaurs and girls wear pink hearts we've got a lot of neutral stuff that as an adult you probably wish we had in adult sizes probably the number one question we get asked so at the stunning. moment is can can we get that in adult sizes that's really cool like just awesome cardigans and um, <laughs> just, yeah, stuff that I look at. I look at my son's wardrobe and think I, I need that in my life as well. Um, we've got uh, accessories as well. So um, under accessories, everything from shoes to um, locally produced um, organic sunscreen for kids um, that's made in, in uh, regional New South Wales. So we've got, um, yeah, everything for that zero to four range essentially. And we're constantly looking for, new um new verticals that we can introduce across the site but definitely our core is is clothing zero to four yeah it's phenomenal and I, I mean honestly like you just like a light bulb went off in my head when you were talking like it's it's so true like again i think to my brother and his children it's the only reference i really have obviously but three kids that's like a lot of you accumulate a lot of crap like totally a lot of stuff and obviously, especially when there's a newborn involved, you know, all the friends and all the family, especially if you come from a big sort of Eastern European family like me, every, you know, everyone wants to like shower them and, and stuff. And if we can make it seamless so that even if those adults don't care about sustainability, you know that if they're shopping from you, they're doing the right thing anyway. Like that's, the, that's the bonus for me. Like it's, it's, it's about connecting to the holistic consumer psychology that unfortunately not everyone cares um but they do care about the ease and the user experience and you know i'm a parent and i'm busy and how quickly can i check in and check out yeah. um, so so i love that you you've been thinking about that from from such a holistic view um and and just from an e-com point of view as well where you've got there's not many places in the clothing um sector that you know you you can truly buy online with absolutely no worry for um, sizing for how it looks because generally yeah. zero to four, you know, the kid doesn't care about how it looks. It's about the parent and they pick something they like. You don't try on things for zero to four in a store anyway. Yeah. 
um, because you generally want to wash clothes before you put it on your newborn. And um, so from that point of view, it's a really great fit for e-com. Um, yeah. we, we get very little returns. Most people, if they bought the wrong size, they bought it slightly bigger and the baby grows into it anyway. So um, from a business point of view, it's really good um, to focus on that zero to four as well. I think it's phenomenal. I think you guys are, you know, using your your names and your platforms in such a beautiful way. And, you know, something I want to talk about a little bit with you is community, like the power of community. And I think between yourself and Sarah, like you've got such a wonderful following. You've obviously got, you know, something going on on, on television. So you're already coming with an audience. And what I love and what I am inspired by with you guys is you use it for good, not for evil. <laughs> Um, and that's so important and that's so special because at the end of the day, change happens with community. That's how in a mass you know, world, real change, real impact happens when a tribe, a group of people are all you know, going for the same marvelous goals. And, and I, I just love that you've created, you're using your platform for something so inspiring. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about you know, your journey of community and what it's been like to, to you know, get a response from, you know, obviously before Tomorrow Kids, you had maybe a different audience. How did they react? <laughs> What's happening in that world? Yeah, look, I think um, before joining a reality TV show, you always think about why you're going to do it and, and what's the motivator to do it and, you know, what are the risks in doing it? And, you know, for us, one of the big motivators were that we're an Australian Lebanese family. Um, I think the Lebanese communities in, in Sydney specifically has had a lot of bad press. Um, there's been a lot of stereotyping about what a Lebanese family looks like. And um, originally we, we jumped on because we wanted to give people insight into what a real Aussie Lebanese house looks like. And, you know, some of the comments we've had online have been like, wow, you know, you got you guys are just like us, like, which is kind of, which is kind of wow. like a, a, a bit of a racist comment, but I think it in a pos positive yeah, way because like... people are like, <laughs> okay. I was like, what did you think happened? Just, you know, I'm, I'm born here. I've, I've lived my whole life in Australia and I'm yeah. really proud of Australia. And so, you know, I think um, from a community point of view, it was really nice to open up. I, I get a lot, like, I get a lot of joy from our following of people who aren't from the Lebanese community who have really lent into us and have really taken on our culture and, and the things that we do. So from that point of view, before Tomorrow Kids, um, it's been really positive. And being on a show like Gogglebox, you know, it's a positive show. Um, we we uh, are kind of are a bit of a um, dipstick of the wider population of how we feel around certain topics. So I think we've got a really, all of us have a really important part to play in terms of what we're saying on air is kind of people like, oh, that's how I feel about that situation. We're not all going crazy because sometimes in the press, all you see is the the, the minority who, who think a certain way about a certain topic. Um, so then, yeah, moving into Tomorrow Kids, it's been, it's been great to kind of take on a new community and that's with the eco-conscious um, label and um, business community and, um, you know, meeting people like yourself, uh, meeting um, uh Pearl from Resparkle, who we, we both did some work with recently. Um, you know, we both joined a, a movement called, um, you know, uh, it only takes a minute.com. <laughs> yeah. And that has been awesome. Like, um, like, you know, kudos to Pearl for starting that. 
Uh, I think that had a really important message and I jumped um, at the opportunity to be part of that campaign because it talked to a lot of the things that I've just mentioned because it's not about um, changing your whole life. It is about taking small steps um, and just doing one thing that takes one minute, you know, and since taking the pledge, we have found, Sarah and I have found new ways to do new things and they haven't, I haven't woken up and gone, you know what, this is just too hard. I've, yeah. it felt doable, you know, from this morning going and get my coffee with your soul cups. Like it's a great feeling to kind of just tick off another thing from the list and, mm -hmm. um, you know, not, and have that good karma and not have that thing in the back of your head saying, Oh God, these plastic lids are just killing the environment and this plastic, this is, is doing this. So um, it's been nice to, yeah, to have another community and, and to help um, us grow and, and learn from each other as well and support each other. I mean, what does that show you, right? It's all mindset. At the end of the day, it's exactly what you said. You, you sort of found joy in your experience this morning. And that's what it needs to be about. It's like, why is there such a negative affiliation to doing the right thing? Like, why mm. are people struggling to do simple things like totally. up? Like, it just, to me, it, it, it's baffling because it's like, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't need to go into why we created Soul Cups. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but the point is so that we can connect to people on a more aesthetic and, and superficial level. For people who love style, that don't care about sustainability, at least they can use a product that they're really proud of and they're doing the right thing anyway. And then there's the people like us who really care and find joy in it. And, and that's all it is. It's changing your mindset, you know? So I, I created a challenge, Maddie, called um, No Cup, No Coffee. And I'm hoping you and Sarah can, can join the challenge where basically from now on, if you don't have your reusable cup, you can't have a takeaway coffee. <laughs> I love that. So and it's it's a bit of accountability, basically. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to join that challenge. I, um, I enjoyed my coffee out of my soul cup this morning, so I'm more than happy to take it on. So, um, you know, it's a funny one because... I've had a lot of people, I've obviously posted you guys a lot on my story today and people are like, oh, the cafe's accepting them now and are they not accepting them now? And that's a whole whole nother thing, right? Um, if you, you watch know, back to, to one of the interviews I did a couple of weeks ago, I can't even remember which one now, but we actually talked about that topic and I just want to say it again, it is no legal law in this country that reusables are not allowed to be accepted by cafes. It is a myth, it is not real. There's actually no law that exists in this country that says you can't do it. So if your cafe does not accept them, vote with your dollar. Don't go to that cafe, go to another one that does or communicate to your barista or to the cafe owner that really they should be more mindful and create some solutions so that they can engage the community to think differently because there's so many solutions out there of how they can do it. So. It's about using your voice and voting with your dollar as well. Yeah, and I was actually quite shocked about the amount of cafes that weren't happy to accept it because it, from, you know, from my view, it saves them money on cups. Um, Literally. And it's just, it's mind-blowing. Like, I, I had been to one cafe where they, they knocked me back as I was like, cool, and I moved on to the next one. And, you know, look, I, I want to start by saying that hospitality industries had some really difficult times. So no judgment on them at the moment. I think it's more around education with, with those guys. But 
the the power falls onto the consumer as soon as the consumer just says you know thank you but no thank you and i'm going to move to the next place cafes who aren't accepting reusable cups will start to feel that and they'll quickly change it's like exactly. the consu- the consumer comes first especially in australia look look at Look at how we suffered for years with the taxi industry and then Uber came and put the consumer first and did some really simple things. And I, don't, I can't remember the last time I caught a taxi because I'm so, I felt like, you know, still it's like post-traumatic stress disorder thinking about hopping in a taxi these days after getting yeah. an Uber. So, you know, it's the exact same thing. You, you, the, we need to get the consumer to, to do the right thing and, and say, yep, no, thanks. We're going to move to the next cafe and, and the cafes will follow. But yeah, it's probably a difficult time for them to make change at the moment. They're probably worried about just getting their doors open in, in the next Ooh. few weeks. Look, it's a two-way street, right? I personally understand hospitality. I've been in the industry my, basically my whole life, right? Um, and I understand how, what it means to actually operate. So my brother's company do fit-outs, design, construction. Like, we literally help them build. So, like, I get it. But at the end of the day, as a brand owner, like as a business owner, it is our responsibility to make the right conscious choice. That's why you created Tomorrow Kids. You consciously decided to do it. If me as an operator fails to do my civil duty and be sustainable, then it is the responsibility of the consumer to vote with their dollar. And it can come from a place of love and support. Like there's a community of cafes where I live. And, you know, it it literally came down to me going to the owner and saying, hey, mate, you know me, I'm a customer, I come here all the time. I've got a couple of ideas for you. If you don't want to do it, no drama. But if you're open to it, like, here's some options. And they listened, and now they completely changed the way they operate for reusable cups in this time. And it, they didn't lose. They don't spend money on takeaway cups, and they have a plethora of a community of customers that absolutely adore it for them. So, awesome. you know, the, it's just it's coming from a place of love is basically what I'm trying to say. That we all yeah. have a voice, we all have the ability to make impact in our community, and it just takes you know it takes that little one thing, that one step, right? That's right. And in that example, you you provided them with some education they probably didn't know, as opposed to judgment, and had a much better outcome. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I love what you guys are doing. I think the brand is so beautiful. I love your attitude. I love your drive to continue to create sustainably. I love your holistic approach to this wonderful, wonderful industry of, you know, zero to four. You've definitely, you know, lit a light bulb in my head and it's something that I'm going to be sharing with everyone I know. But can, can you tell us where can we find you? Where can we follow you? <laughs> um, oh. Give us the spiel and I'll, I'll make sure we, we leave it in the comments as well. Thanks so much. It's um, www.tomorrowkids.com.au. I'm on Instagram. You can find us at Tomorrow Kids. It's spelt T-M-R-W, so not tomorrow, the full word. Um, and for the rest of this month and all of next month, um, everyone can use the discount code SOULCUPS and have 15% off everything across the store. Um, as a thank you for having us. So um, thank you so much for taking me on today. It's been awesome chatting. My absolute pleasure. I will make sure I put that in the comments. That is so incredibly generous. Maddie, you are a legend. I'm such a big fan of yourself and Sarah. And I just hope you guys have the most amazing rest of Plastic Free July. And please stay connected. Anything you need, we are here to support you. Thank you. So good to chat and so good to see another human. Can't wait for it to be (laughs) face-to-face next time.
Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.